Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 9th, 2023. I'm so excited about the word. I love the word of God, and we're gathering around the word of God on a daily basis. If you're new here, what we do on today's word, and we've been doing this for 25 years, is we gather around the word of God every morning for, for 25 years, every weekday morning. God gives me a word. I share the scripture, and then we break it down, and then I ask this question. So what does this mean for you today? On today's word, we want to turn the corner from information to application. We want our learning to turn into living. We're not just hearers of the word of God. Put in the chat, no, we are doers of the word of God. We're not hearers only. We apply the word of God to our lives on a daily basis. So we started the the, the year with a five-month-long series on the miracles of Jesus, and now we've transitioned into another series on the parables of Jesus. So we're starting with the mother of all parables, the parable of the sower. This is part nine of the series, and the title of today's message is Activating the Word of God. We are activating the Word of God. We're going from acceptance to action. Say that. Put that in the chat. I go from just acceptance to action. I'm not just a hearer. I'm a doer. I'm not just, just giving God mental assent. Oh, that's a good word. No, no. I'm going to apply the Word of God to my life on a daily basis. Say amen to that and get ready to receive. All right, so before I get into the word of God for this morning, this is a special Friday morning because tomorrow, this book is officially released tomorrow. So Grace-Based Success, Volume 1, Devotional, is officially released tomorrow, but it's available right now, actually. So I'm still waiting on the audio book to be uh, approved. I'm praying that it'll be approved by tomorrow. But for right now, this book in um, paperback, and also in hardcover, you can get that. And then uh, many of you already ordered the, the digital, the Kindle format, uh, the pre-order, and all of that will be released tomorrow. But you can go to Amazon right now and just type Rick Pena, and you're going to see this book on there. Get it. And if it's a blessing to you, leave me some, uh, leave me a review, please. But let me just say something about this book, and then I'll get into it. Grace-Based Success, uh, I'm super excited. This is the first time that I've taken devotionals from today's word and just put it in in a book form like this. And I took 28 devotionals. This is volume one. We're going to have a volume two, all, all about how to become a success in God's eyes. This is a great gift. Uh, you know, we're in graduation season. So if you want some, if you want to provide a gift to somebody that's graduating, help them to get started, it's going to help them to see themselves the way that God sees them. And really the point of the book is to highlight the fact that you would never be a success outside of God's purpose. You would like if you in the world, people define success as like, you know, money and cars and fame and titles. But if you do all of that and you never become the man or the woman that God called you to be, if you are born again, you're still going to go to heaven, but you're going to go to heaven to realize that you wasted the one life that God gave you pursuing something else. And so get the book and buy multiple, buy one for you and give it away. It's going to be a great blessing to a lot of people. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right. Um, Psalms 126 and verse four is a scripture we've been meditating on for a while. 
I want us to go back to it again this morning before we get into the parable. Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us, Father, unto the former glory, and may streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And so if you have any area of your life that went dry in this season, I believe that God is going to drench it again. Say amen to that. All right, so Mark chapter 4. Beginning at verse 13, this is Jesus's explanation of the parable of the sower to his own staff, to his team, the disciples, and this is what he said. Hey guys, you don't understand this? You need to understand it. If you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable? Let me explain it. The farmer is like someone who plants God's teaching down inside of people. Now, sometimes the teaching falls along the path, and that's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. As a result, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. So it doesn't produce. Got it? Other people like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that we're still talking about right now. Uh, This is where we are in the series, the rocky ground. They hear the teaching. They quickly and gladly accept it, right? They'd be like, oh, glory to God. I receive it. Hey, hey, I receive it. Yeah, 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 I receive it. They quickly and gladly receive it, but they they just give God lip service. They don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They keep it only for a short time. So as soon as trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word. So just so you know that the word that you received is going to attract trouble and persecution. So as soon as trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word, they're quick to give up. So now it doesn't produce. Other people like see that's planted amongst thorny weeds. We haven't got to this point yet, and uh, I'll probably get to this, this type of soil next week. They hear the teaching, but then their lives become full of other things. What things? Jesus laid out three categories. The cares of this world, they're always watching the news and it's like, that's more important than than the word of God, the cares of this world. The love of money, I'll I'll get to that and we'll talk about the love of money. Money makes a great servant, uh, but a poor master. And then everything else they want, so selfish desires. So in other words, now they have competing priorities. Their life is full of other things. They have selfish desires. And so now these other things, while the word is trying to grow in their heart, this other stuff is growing and it chokes out the word and it doesn't produce. And then lastly, other people are like good ground. Say, I'm good ground. Put it in the chest. Say, I'm good ground. I'm good ground. What happens with good ground? Well, they receive the word of God. They let the word of God do what it does. And so they meditate on it. They let it do what it does. And it produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes a hundred times more. We've been looking at the rocky ground people and how they quickly and gladly accept it but then they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They keep it only for a short time. So today we're talking about activating the word of God and going from just accepting it to walking it out, from acceptance to action. What does this mean for you today? I said all that to just set up everything so now I can just get into my points. What does this mean for you today? I actually have 12 things I want to hit you with. Not not long things, but you know, 12. We're going to get through these and then we'll release you into the weekend. You ready? 12 things. Number one, here we go. Jesus said that the people who are likened to the rocky ground, they hear the word of God and they quickly and gladly accept it. So it's not that they rejected it because see, some people just reject the word. They didn't reject it. They accepted it. And on the surface, say surface, on the surface, they did the right thing. They received the God, uh, the word of God with a smile on their face. They said, amen, hallelujah, I receive it. You know, they did all that, but they failed to allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They give God lip service. These are people that give God surface level Christianity. These are people, unfortunately, that go to church Sunday after Sunday, maybe even Wednesday night, 
after Wednesday night, but they don't apply the word of God that they're receiving. They, they, they kind of give God mental assent. And so put this in the chat. Say, I will go beyond mental assent. It's one thing for you to agree with God. What some, I'm preaching the word and you hear it and you go, oh, I agree. Amen. Like you're giving, you're quickly and gladly accepted. It. It's like you're giving God mental assent. But if you don't allow the word of God to go deep into your life, it's not going to produce a harvest. So these are people that are giving God mental assent or maybe that quick amen, but they're not acting out the word of God. And if you don't put it into action, it will not produce a harvest in your life. So please don't make that mistake. Number two, or just say this, put this in the chat. I put the word of God into action. So I'm turning the corner from information to application. I'm turning the corner from, from just learning into living. I'm actually applying the word of God to my life on a daily basis. Say amen to that. All right, number two, receiving the word of God with gladness on Sunday morning, or even while I'm teaching today's word. So while I'm doing doing today's word, I can't hear you say amen, but you're putting in the chat, amen. That You're putting in the chat the little fire emoji, right? You're putting in the chat, you better preach. You're putting all of that in the chat. That's great. But if you don't go beyond that, the word of God is not going to produce. So high-fiving your neighbor, putting something in the chat, that's great. Uh, receiving it with a smile on your face, that's great. But what happens after you leave the church? Or if you're watching today's word, what happens after you leave this screen? You're watching me on the screen right now, right? It could be a phone or a tablet or a computer screen. Well, when, when you walk away from this screen, what are you going to do with the word that you just received? If you don't allow the word of God to get deeply embedded into your heart, then the vast potential of the word of God, it has the power to change you, right? But the, the power to change you will not change you if you don't allow the word of God to go deep into your heart, because remember, trouble will come, persecution will come because of the word. So the word of God, the potential of the word of God is going to attract opposition from the enemy. And if you do not allow the word of God to go deep into your heart, when that opposition comes, when the adversity comes, when the persecution comes as a direct result of the word of God, Jesus said that these people, they are quick to give up. Put in the chat, I will not give up. I will not give up. I will not cave in. I will not quit. Why? Because I'm allowed the word of God to go deep into my life and then I'm going to apply it. Say amen to that. All right, number three, receiving the word of God when you hear it is great. Especially like if it's something that got you fired up. People will text me, oh my God, Brother Pena, you got me fired up this morning. Oh, I, I feel the word of God was great. You were preaching this morning. I got, I'm fired up. Great. I want you to get fired up. But beyond being fired up, what are you now going to do with it? Like, wouldn't it be a shame for you to watch, for you to have seen all the episodes of the series on the miracles? You saw them all. There were over 80. I did over 80 messages on the miracles of Jesus. Now, wouldn't it be a shame if you watched all 80 and then when something happens with your son or your daughter or in your life or with your finances or the doctor says something that, that you didn't expect, immediately you just fall into despair and depression. That would be terrible because obviously you didn't allow the word of God to go deep into your life. If you watch that series on the miracles and you watch the whole thing, then if the doctor says something you, you weren't expecting, then you're like, oh, okay. Oh, Jesus, I didn't expect this. However, 
This is going to be a great testimony. I don't know how God is going to do it because he hasn't told me how yet. I don't know what God is going to do because he hasn't told me what yet. But what I do know is going to be good. Glory to God. The same God that raised Lazarus, the same God that stopped the funeral procession, the same God that delivered people from leprosy. That God is living in me now. Come on, God. Now, I'm going to go talk to you, Father. You tell me what you're going to do with this thing. But I have a report in my hand, but I have another report. And your word says, whose report shall we believe? Father, I'm your son. I'm your daughter. I shall believe the report of the Lord. And so, Father, I'm, I have a report from the doctor, but I'm going to go get me another report in my prayer room, and I'm going to believe your report over this report, and I know it's going to be a great testimony. Matter of fact, I'm going to hold on to this thing, this piece of paper the doctor gave me. I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to scan it. I'm going to put this on social media when this thing turns around. I want everybody to see the evidence of what the doctor said, and then the evidence of what God did. Oh, glory to God, this is going to be great. See, that's how you allow the word of God to go deep into your life, and it should change you. Why? But, but you cannot Get that type of confidence. Faith is all about confidence. If you do not apply the word of God with consistency, put this in the chat. I apply the word of God with consistency. So it's, it's the word of God. You're watching today's word every day, but then you got to apply it with consistency. If you apply it with consistency, the word of God will produce change in you and fruit from you. And so now what would have destroyed you 10 years ago, got you fired up. Now this, this report from the doctor, 10 years ago, I would have been pulling my hair out. 15 years ago, I would have to just been crying all night long, but not no more. Why? Because I believe in a God who could do anything. The word of God has changed my perspective. The word of God has changed my outlook. The word of God has changed what I believe. The word of God has changed what I say. Oh man, I talk different now. I'm the, I'm the head and not the, oh, the tail. Oh, Lord, what is that? I'm above only and not beneath. Oh, what's this? I'm the winner, not the loser. I'm the victor, not the victim. Come on now. I, I, oh, I, I talk different. I think different. I act different. The, the word of God, why? It's changing my soul. Your soul is your mind, your emotions, your will. The way you think, the way you feel, the way you make decisions. Uh oh, so my thinker, my feeler, and my chooser has been changed. Why? By the word of God. And so the way that I think, the way that I feel, and the way that I, I, I choose has all lined up with the way that God thinks and feels and chooses. And so now my thinking is God's thinking and God's thinking is my thinking. And so there's no disconnect between me and God. And Jesus said in John chapter 15, that if you ever get to this point where you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask for whatever you want, because at that point, what you want is what I want. Come on now. There's no disconnect. Say this, put this in the chat. There is no disconnect between me and God. There is no disconnect between God and me. I am in the, God and God is in me. I am in the kingdom. The kingdom is in me. I'm in, meditating on the word. The word is in me. And so there's no disconnect between God and me. And so so now the, I, I see life different. Yet whatever would have destroyed me before can't destroy me now. Why? Because my outlook is different. My expectation is different. Why? Because I'm not giving God lip service. I'm being changed by the word of God. Say amen to that. Number four, develop a consistent practice of meditation and reflection on the word of God. If you don't want to be rocky ground people who do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives, how do you let it go deep? You meditate and you medicate on it. How often? Day and night. And when you do, the word of God will shape your thoughts. It will shape your beliefs. It will shape your actions. The word of God will change the way you think. The word of God, you will see life completely different. Why? Because I'm looking through the lens of faith. Why? Because I'm speaking the language of faith. Why? Because I'm living the life of faith. Come on now. That's how we're supposed to live. Say amen to that. Number five, you will resist. You got to resist the urge to give up when you are faced with opposition. Listen, understand the text says trouble will come. Persecution will come. Why? 
because of the word. The attack, put this in the chat, the attack is against the assignment. So trouble will come, persecution will come because of the word. But instead of being discouraged, instead of being distressed, instead of being overwhelmed, you will stand firm, you will be unyielding, you will be steadfast, you will be unmovable. Why? Because you have a different perspective now. You keep your focus on the word of God. You are meditating and medicating on the word of God. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 18 says, watch this. I fix my eyes, not on what I can see. I fix my eyes on what I, I of what I can see in the spirit. And the unseen realm is more real to me than the seen. Put that in the chat. The unseen realm is more real to me than the seen. And when the unseen realm is more real to me than the seen realm, then watch this. I'm not moved by what I see. Say that. Say that. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what God said. That's how we live. Say amen to that. Number six, you got to maintain a strong connection to the Holy Spirit. A strong For you to live the life of faith, you got to spend time with the Holy Spirit by engaging with the Holy Spirit in prayer, in, in meditation, and you learn to, to discern the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, then you will be empowered to overcome. You will live life a complete. Uh, let me give you an example of the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. So yesterday I was doing today's word and I just divine impulse of the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit led me to go down this, this route that had nothing to do with my notes about healing and somebody that needed to be healed, and somebody that needed to know how to deal with whatever the doctor said about their body. Man, I can't tell you how many people responded to me. It was like, Brother Pena, that was for me. Oh my God, that was for me. That that really encouraged me. Now, I didn't have that in my notes, but that was the divine impulse of the Holy Spirit. See, when you are spending time with the Holy Spirit, and you have the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, you, you will be led to do things that you didn't come up with. You will be led, and you will be led to think thoughts that you didn't come up with. And so now when you when you're walking with the Holy Spirit and you're meditating on the word of God, listen, you you will be empowered to to walk with not only a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit, but it will manifest in fruitfulness in your life. You will be steadfast. You will live a steady and stable and consistent life. One of the things, listen, Brother Pina, Rick Pina, I'm not the tallest, I'm not the smartest, I'm not the fastest, but one thing Rick Pina is is consistent. Like, I, like, like my kids know what they're going to get with me. Like, I remember one, my daughter was telling one of my sons, it's like, I don't know why you tripping. At least with dad, you know what you get, right? I mean, with dad, dad is the same dude. Like every day, you're going to get the same thing from dad. Like if you go to dad with this, you're going to get what the word of God says. At least you know with dad what you get. You got to be consistent. Day in and day out, what God is looking for you is the... Uh, uh, from you is the force of consistency. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, the force of consistency is working in me. The force of consistency is patience. All right, number seven. I keep bringing up how important it is for you to surround yourself with people of like precious faith and, and because there's strength in, in numbers and you were not designed to be a lone ranger. So you do need to be connected to a church. You do need to be connected to a local body. You do need to have brothers and sisters. You do need to have somebody you can call. You do need to have somebody that's praying with you. You do need to be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, bro, hey, sis, I need you to pray with me right now. Set your faith in agreement. Like, you know, I need you to agree with me in prayer about this. And also, you need somebody that went up, like our, our church, VCMI, or if you're a member or a partner with Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries, 
When I'm praying over the ministry, I'm praying over you. Why? Because you're connected to us. And so the same grace is on our ministry is on you. And so when I'm praying over the ministry, I'm praying over you. If you're a member of a church, our local church is VCMI. And when we're praying over VCMI, we're praying over you. And so you need to be connected to a body of believers. You need to be connected to a body of believers that are going to be there to support you and encourage you. When you're connected, watch this, there are going to be moments. Let's just, let's just be honest about it. You're a human. There are going to be moments when you get caught up in your feelings. There are going to be moments where you get caught up in your humanity. There are going to be moments where you don't feel like it. There are going to be moments where, where you, you just you want to throw in the towel. You don't know if you want to do this anymore. But you need somebody around you that's going to say, girl, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Somebody around you be like, hey, what, hey, man of God, look up and not down. What's wrong with you? Do you know who you are? You need somebody to remind you of who you are. You need somebody to build you up and not tear you down. You got to be connected. This is how you go deep in the word of God. You need somebody around you that's going to remind you of what God, God spoke over your life. Remember, hey, wait a minute. You told me that God said this about your son. Wait a minute. You told me that God said this about your marriage. Wait a minute. You told me that God said this about your business. Did God say it? Yes or no? Come on, girl. Wipe those tears off your face. It's time to move on. Hey, man, God, listen, shake that thing off. I mean, like, you know, we got to keep going. You need to surround yourself with people of like precious faith. Say amen to that. All right. Number eight. Oh, declaring the word. This is important. I keep bringing this up. Why? Because it's important. Declaring the word of God is important. Speaking the word over your life is important. And so it is important for your spirit to hear your voice. The way that God set up the system of the earth is in the earth, words matter. Say words matter. Okay, but here's the thing. Nobody's words matter over my life more than my own words. Voices matter. But here's the thing. Nobody's voice matters in my life more than my own voice. So when my spirit hears my voice, speak God's word, and it comes out of my mouth, and it comes back through my ears, and it gets down in my heart, it changes me. So when you are speaking the word of God, you are affirming the word of God to yourself. You are preaching to yourself, which is why I did the books on the uh, affirmations, 150 affirmations for men, 150 affirmations for women. If you're getting the notes from today's word, I actually gave you the links, or you can go to rickpina.co, get those books too, if you don't have them. Why? You open up those books and you're declaring the word of God over your marriage, uh, over your children, over your finances, over your business, over your career. You are opening up the word of God and you're speaking it. You're speaking. Spe declare the word of When you declare the word of God over your life, you are affirming God's word back to yourself. That's one way to guarantee that it's not surface level. That's one way to guarantee that you're allowing the word of God to go deep into your life because you're speaking and declaring the word of God over yourself over your children. Say amen to that. Number nine, you activate the word of God through obedience. So one way to activate the word of God is through declaring it because the word of God is voice activated. But another way to activate the word of God is through obedience. You must put your faith into action. Faith is an action word. You got to act upon the truths that you receive. It does you no good to hear Brother Pena declare the word of God over you every day, every day, every day, if you're not going to do nothing with it. You have to apply the word of God. When you obey the word of God, you position yourself to experience God's word to its full potential. Number 10, you got to seek the divine understanding of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will give you understanding and revelation. Say revelation. So there's layers and layers and layers of revelation in the word of God. So if you want the word of God to go deep into your life, what you want to do is ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation. Holy Spirit, you said in your word, 
the Apostle Paul prayed this for the believers in Ephesus, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened or flooded with light so that they would know what is the hope of your calling and the exceeding great riches that we have in heavenly places in Christ Jesus towards us who believe. So Father, I'm going to go to your word and I want you to flood my eyes with light. Give me divine revelation. When, when you get levels of revelation from the word of God, when you get the divine impulse uh, of the Holy Spirit and he's telling you what this means and what that means to you, the word of God will go so, so deep into your life that it will change you more than it has ever before because you are getting beyond the surface. Say this, say this out loud. I get beyond the surface. Number 11, I only have 12. So let me get these last two and I'll let you go for the weekend. Number 11, meditate on God's faithfulness and the unchanging nature of his word. So the world is always changing. If you, I mean, like the world is always changing. Like the, the only constant in this world is God and his word. So in a world that is always and ever changing, you want a constant. You want st the stability of knowing that God's word will never change. You want the stability of knowing that heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God, not one jot, not one tittle shall pass away. So God is constant. God is consistent. God will never turn his back on his word. If God said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he'll make it good. And so you got to remind yourself that God is the one constant in this world that is ever changing. Say amen to that. So that gives you stability and serenity. And then number 12, as we close. I've already covered all of this, but this is more like a, a reinforcement. What do you want to, what, what to do so that you do not become the rocky ground? There's three things that Jesus talked about with this rocky ground. So let me recap this as we close. The first thing is, yes, it's okay to receive the word of God with gladness. It's okay to see, to say amen. I'm not saying don't say that. I'm not saying don't put a fire emoji in that thing. That's cool, right? But you got to go beyond just receiving it. The second thing is you have to allow the word of God to go deep into your life. Jesus said, so these people, they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. One of the ways that you do it is by declaring the word of God, meditating on, on the word of God, repeating the word of God, getting it down. Repeat it over and over again in your heart and in your mind and in your mouth, and it will get deep down in your heart to the point where it becomes part of you. Like, like, like at our church, we declare 1 John 4 and 17 over our lives so many times that it becomes part of us. What is 1 John 4, 4 and 17? The Bible says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Okay, so now we declare that so much that when we walk over to the mirror, we just say, hey, you know what? As Jesus is, so am I in this world because it's in me. It, it needs to be part of you like that. And then the last thing is you cannot be moved by opposition. Put this in the chat, say, I will not be moved by opposition. I'm not gonna be moved. Listen, I know the word of God, Jesus taught me that, when the word comes, so God comes, the word comes, faith comes because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So God comes, the word comes, faith comes, grace comes, but then Satan comes. And so what I can't do is allow myself to be moved by because Satan comes. I know he's going to come. Why? Because the word says that trouble and persecution will come because of the word. So when I get that word, I high five my neighbor. I get super excited. But I got to be ready because I know Satan is coming. And when Satan comes, I'm not going to be moved. Put this in the chat. I will not be moved by opposition. I know it's coming. I, I know it's coming. I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not moved. I'm not surprised when the devil raises up his ugly head. Why? I am steadfast and immovable. I shall not be moved. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I've, I've already given you a lot for today. Let me send you into this weekend with this declaration. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and declare this over your life. Say, Father... This is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. The word of God has the power 
to change my life. I receive it with gladness. But that's just the beginning. I then apply the word of God, even in the face of opposition. Your word, Father, shapes my thoughts, my words, my beliefs, and my actions. It produces change in me. It produces fruit from me. So I meditate and I medicate on your word day and night. It penetrates deep down into my heart. It activates your power inside of me. I shall not be moved by external circumstances or opposition. I receive supernatural strength and guidance from the Holy Spirit. And I declare the word of God over me, my family, and every area of my life. My own voice affirms your promises in my heart. And then I activate your word through my obedience. I align my choices and my behavior with your truth. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, if you're not getting today's word, Listen, get this thing down in your heart, especially if you're not getting my notes. You get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org and sign up and click on the big red subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to go into this day, go into this weekend, meditating on the word of God. If you don't have this book, get it. Get up. Get a bunch of them. Give them out as gifts. Grace-Based Success, Volume 1 Devotional is being released officially tomorrow, but you can get it today. Go to Amazon. Just type Rick Pina. Get it. Uh, if you don't have, have the affirmations books, get those too. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. The best is yet to come for you. I'll see you guys on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.